I want you to pack up everything you own. Tonight, you are leaving your home for good. And I want you to take everyone with you, from your elderly parents to that newborn infant. I'm going to take you to a new country. I'm going to take you to that abundant land that I promised your forefather, Abraham. But you're going to have to walk through the desert wilderness to get there. If you were one of the Israelites, what would you be thinking at that point? You might be thinking, you've got to be kidding me. That's uninhabited desert God wants us to cross through. What are we going to do for food and for water? And there are no road signs out there. There's not even any paths for us to walk on. Is Moses really a qualified guide? He hasn't led anything in the last 40 years except for his sheep. And what's worse is that harsh environment and the wild animals, they're probably not even our greatest danger. We're going to have to cross through enemy territory. And those enemies, they're going to see a large group of people wandering through the desert as easy pickings. And when they defeat our weak army, they're going to lead away our women and children and make us slaves once again, just as we had been in Egypt. Well, facing these dangers and this uncertain, what seemed to be an uncertain future, they had great comfort. God knew that they would need it. God gave them that special display of his presence and power among them. He gave them that pillar of clouds by day and that pillar of fire by night. Those people that God led out into the wilderness, he wouldn't leave them or lose them there. Whenever the Israelites would move, that pillar, it went out ahead of them. It showed them where to go and where to camp. They didn't have to worry about losing their way in the desert. It was God who was guiding them. And they didn't have to worry about being plundered and, and attacked in the night because it was God who was illuminating their camp and protecting them. In our gospel lesson for this morning, we again have one of Jesus' profound I am statements. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Well, this statement from Jesus, it takes on even more significance when we realize the context in which he said it. Jesus said this either during or shortly after the Jewish festival of booths. This was a week-long celebration. It commemorated God's protection and guidance for those 40 years in the wilderness. And as a part of this, this celebration, this festival, they would light four large torches. Each one of these, these candles or torches, it was about 25 meters tall. The light from these torches, it would flood the streets and the courtyards of Jerusalem. You couldn't miss it. And these lights, they were to remind the people of two things. First of all, it was to remind them of that pillar of fire that led them and guided them through the wilderness. And secondly, and more importantly, it was to remind them of that greater light that would come into the world. That great light that Isaiah prophesied about. The light that would come and bring salvation to the ends of the earth. And with these things on the minds of the people, Jesus boldly tells them, I am that light. The entire world was covered in the darkness of sin and suffering. It was a world inclined to evil. It was a world inclined to hate God and all that is good and all that is holy. It was a world where the effects of sin were so clearly seen. There was pain, there was suffering, death, and illness. But this wasn't even the saddest part. Because as we know, this still describes the world. 
No, the saddest part was that this was as good as it was going to get. This was the height of humankind's existence. All people would, would suffer here in the darkness on earth, and then they would be sent to the eternal darkness of suffering in hell, because all of humankind was exposed to God's judgment and condemnation. But into this dark world, Christ came as the light. Shining in the brilliance of his purity, holiness, and, and spiritual perfection, he came to the impure, the unholy, and the imperfect. God sent his love and his light into the world through Christ and through what he did to save and redeem all of humankind. The holiness that he won for us on the cross, it, it conquers, it pierces that, that human sin and impurity that, that lingers inside all of us. His holiness that he won for us, it, it triumphs over that. Christ's holiness and the holiness that he gives to us, it's as pure as light. Christ came into this dark world to pierce and to conquer the darkness. His light triumphed over evil. Christ came as the light, but many people rejected the light, preferred instead to remain in the darkness. Now, many people reject the light because it exposes their sins and, and the errors of their ways, and, well, they just don't want that. They'd rather remain in the filth of the darkness. They'd rather remain in the darkness where these sins aren't exposed. When I was younger, I used to enjoy catching salamanders. And if you know anything about salamanders, they, they like to live where it's dark and, and wet. And so if you want to catch one, the best way to find them is to start over-flipping some rotten logs and rocks. And if you were lucky and picked the right one, you could find some salamanders underneath there. But you had to be quick. Because as soon as you overturn that rock or, or log, the salamanders would scatter. They didn't like the light. They didn't like the warmth and the brightness of that light. They ran away from it. Well, many people, they will scatter away from the light that saves us, and instead they will run to the darkness that kills. Only unreasonable and willful resistance breaks away from that light and chooses instead the darkness. And so Christ tells us in our gospel lesson to follow him, to follow the light. And of course, to follow someone really means to, to trust and to believe in them. But obviously, you don't follow someone that you don't trust. About four years ago, seven friends of mine and I decided to take a road trip out to the western United States. And one of the many places that we stopped at on this trip was Hollywood. And so the night that we stayed there, about half of us took a cab out to one of the main drives in the city. We thought that for one night we'd go and experience some of the nightlife. But after dinner, after eating dinner out on that main street, I realized I didn't really have the desire and really couldn't afford any more than nightlife. So I took a cab, and, or I didn't take a cab, I decided I would walk back to the hotel where the rest of my friends had stayed. But after walking around for about a half hour, I realized I was completely lost. And so reluctantly, I, I flagged down a cab, and I thought, I'll just tell the driver the name of my hotel, and he can take me there. But as I did this, the man that was getting out of the cab, he told me, you don't need a cab to get there. It's only a 10-minute walk. He even offered to take me there. And so perhaps being a little naive, I trusted him, and I started to follow him. But he led me off of the main street and down a poorly lit side street. 
And the farther away we got from the lights of the main street, the more nervous I became. Until finally I looked around me and I saw we were standing pretty much in the complete darkness and there was no one else around. It was just him and me. And so finally I came to my senses and realized, well, first of all, I don't think the hotel is in this direction. And second of all, I don't know if I should be trusting this guy. I really just met him. As far as I know, he's trying to lead me down a dark alley and rob me. So I politely thanked him and I did kind of a half run, half walk back to the lights of the street where I thought it was safe. Now, if I believed him, if I honestly believed he was trying to help me, and if I trusted him, I probably would have kept following him. Well, Christ tells us to trust in me, believe in me, and show that by following me, by walking in my light. Don't trust the darkness. Stay away from it. In fact, run away from it. Well, the whole world has been stumbling around in the darkness of the devil's lies. Ever since the devil told Adam and Eve in the garden, God doesn't love you. God doesn't really want what's best for you. You want to be happy? You want to be wise like God? Do you want your eyes open knowing good and evil? Well, then take some of this fruit and eat it. You'll never regret it. What darkness and lies do you stumble into? Where is your trust? Is it in the light of truth or the darkness of the devil's lies? Because the devil, he tells us those same lies that he told Adam and Eve in the garden. You will be happier if, if you walk in the way of the sexually immoral. After all, the whole world says it's okay now, so it can't be that bad, can it? You will be happier if you put down that friend, coworker, or classmate. After all, you're not actually hurting him. He'll probably never find out about it, and you can all have a good laugh about it now. You'll be happier if you cut loose and just forget what God's word says is right and wrong just for this one night. I mean, everyone's got to have a little fun, right? Again and again, the devil comes to us and he tells us, you will be happier if you walk in the darkness of sin. Trust me. Well, Christ came as the light of divine truth. He came to shatter and to expose those lies of the devil. Sins are not something that are meant to make us happy. They are traps. They are traps that are meant to kill and destroy us, to rob us from our loving God. And Christ exposes those, those sins as lies of the devil. Because in Christ, we see that God does love us. We see that God does want what is best for us. He doesn't withhold good things from us. It's just the opposite. He's the giver of all good things. We see God as one that loves us so much that he gave his son to suffer and to die for us. He brought us out of the darkness of death and, com and condemnation. And he brought us into the wonderful light of his holy love. Christ came as the light to shine in this dark world. But if Christ just shined out in the darkness of the world, if he just shined out around us, and then he left it up to you and me to choose to walk in his light, that wouldn't do us a lot of good. Because we are sinners. And 100% of the time, you and I would have chosen the darkness. But God's light, it, it draws us in. It's glorious, saving radiance. It attracts all whom it meets. And it draws them to remain in that light. The light of Christ doesn't just shine in the world around us, 
but it actually penetrates us and fills us. It becomes our personal possession. Jesus tells us that those who follow me, those who believe and trust in me, will actually have this light. Christ, the light, he's in us. From the same chapter in John's Gospel, we have recorded for us that story of that woman who was caught committing adultery. And this woman, she was brought before Jesus to see what he would do with her. Darkness and sin were in her heart. She gave in to the devil's dark lie. She stood there condemned before God and men. The crowd, they're gathered there, the crowd was ready to stone her. But Jesus does not pick up a stone. Jesus doesn't say one single word to condemn her. Instead, he tells her to leave her life of sin. Darkness reigned in her heart, but Christ dispelled that darkness by the truth of his love and grace. Christ doesn't just shine outwardly in the world. Just as he came to conquer the darkness out in the world, he comes individually into our own hearts to conquer the darkness of sin that is living there. The sin is gone, and in its place is Christ's holiness. That sinful heart is gone, and in its place is a heart that's eager to do good. A heart that longs to serve. A heart that longs to love. That longs to sin no more. Spring is always one of my favorite seasons. I always enjoyed watching nature come back to life. Right, That grass that's been brown all winter, it starts to green up again. And all the, the shrubs and the trees that have been barren all winter, they, they get those new buds on them. And it seems that even the animals start to become more active. And what causes this? Well, it's simply that as the earth is rotating around the sun, that at the same time every year, we start to receive more of the sun's direct light. And so that causes the temperatures to warm up and the days to get longer. And that light, it springs life back into nature. It plants animals and humans, we all are made for that light. We depend on it. We physically need it. In nature, light and life go together. The same thing is true in the spiritual realm. Christ, the light of the world, gives us spiritual life. We are made for this light. We need this light. Our whole being responds to this light. Christ gives us true life. He gives us a life of forgiveness, a life where we don't have to suffer the guilt and the punishment of our sins. He gives us a life of, of meaning, a life with purpose. He gives us a life where we don't have to find happiness in sinning because we have happiness and joy and contentment in serving and pleasing our loving God. The Israelites' journey through the desert wilderness, it was long and difficult. They faced many hardships throughout their trip. There was the harsh environment, the wild animals, foreign enemies. But they had that pillar of fire to bring light to their path. It showed them the way to go. And as they rested at night, they didn't have to worry because they knew God's light was protecting them. God was bringing them through the wilderness because he had something better planned for them. He wanted to take them to the promised land. Well, we are just travelers here on this earth, too. God wants to take us somewhere better. And the trip, it is long, and it is difficult. 
It's very dangerous. The, the devil, he wants to get us to give up on this journey. He wants us to get lost in the darkness of sin. So God gave us the light to not only show us the way, but to actually be the way for us. God gave his son to, to be the source of light that shines salvation, truth, and holiness into every individual believer. So let Christ, the light of the world, fill you, guide you, and direct you through this life to our promised home of heaven. Amen. And the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.